and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. New year, new me, new life, new all of those things. Um, for those of you who are still on social media, I'm sure that it has been flooded again with just all the stuff that's going to change this year. Amen. And I don't know, I don't know how you went through the new year. You know, I'm sure it was filled with celebrations, um, whether it was, you know, for, for the longest time, our, our new years revolved around um, the same procedure as last year. And the same procedure as every year, James. Dinner for one. And then somewhere in there slides in the final countdown, you know, and um, then it's all Happy New Year and fireworks and all that sort of stuff. My house on New Year's sounds like Baghdad. It just sounds like bombs are dropping, like, all the time because of all the fireworks that goes. My son thinks it's the best thing on earth. In fact, my new year was spent not parting it up. We tried to for a little while. My new year's was spent trying to put a three-year-old to sleep. That's what it was. And, and, and the whole time, just as I think he's fallen asleep, I just hear this little voice, Dada, the bass. And the kid can hear the bass blaring through the neighborhood. And I'm like, dude, let's try quieting that down. Then just as I think he's fallen asleep, he's like, he sits his head up and he points his ear and he goes, dad, what's the noises? What's the noises? And it's a blinking fireworks. And he says, fireworks. I'm like, there are no fireworks. And I had to take him to the window and show him there's no fireworks. Thank God when I showed him nothing flashed. And I just closed the curtains quickly and took him back to bed. I said, see, no fireworks. So that was New Year's, but, but whenever we hit New Year's, I always think of, of the words in Genesis where, where it says, an evening passed and morning began. And, and with that evening passing on the 31st and, and, and the new morning beginning on the, on the 1st, if we're honest, we all kind of wake up with with this sense of new, with the sense of fresh, with the sense of opportunity, like things don't have to be the way they were. Like for some reason, there's almost like the sense of a clean slate, a fresh beginning. And for most of us, we want that fresh beginning. We, 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 we want that fresh start. For most of us, we, we, we would even wake up in the morning and, and kind of have these resolutions that we'd make, or maybe we made them the night before, and they were broken by breakfast. Why? Because it involved eating. But maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's kind of what, what, what the morning of the, of the first looks like, and I don't know what your resolution was. Maybe it's to lose a couple of kgs or to... to Gain a few. There we go. Yeah. Um, maybe it's to, to possibly get that job that you've so desperately been needing or to get that, that raise that you've 
been wanting or to find that relationship with that significant other that you've so desperately wanted. But whatever the change is, we all desire change. We all desire change. Come on, let me be honest this morning. (laughs) I desire change. I look at my own life and I, I see where things are out of balance and I see where, 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 if I can say, my timing might be off. Or there are just things in my life that I feel like, man, I don't know if that honors God. And for myself and my wife, and our New Year's resolution wasn't New Year's, it was in November, where we just sat down and, and recognized that, hey, certain things are off and, and, and we need to put these things in their right place. We need to prioritize in order to see the change that we're desiring to see. And maybe, maybe that's you. Because if we're honest, change doesn't happen by itself. If only. Like life isn't a very Mark commercial where I, I get to put all sorts of stickers on all my different muscles grab a packet of chips, go sit in front of the TV, crank it to 10, watch sport and get fit. <laughs> if only. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Change won't happen by itself. You see, the truth is that old ways don't open new doors. Old ways don't open new doors. And maybe we need to stop and just consider the basics of our lives. Maybe that's what we need to do this morning. And just just maybe stop and ask ourselves, how do I start my day? How do I start my day? I don't know how you start your day. Maybe you start your day with an alarm going off and you kill the alarm. And then once you've killed the alarm, you kind of click onto social media. There we go. Scroll, 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 like. Scroll, 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 comment. Scroll, 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 smiley face. Don't know. Or maybe, maybe it starts with a cup of coffee because you're still not sure if God exists before you have that caffeine injection. The people who are laughing know it's true. How do you start your day? Maybe, hopefully, You start your day with connecting with the creator of your life. And just just thinking to yourself, man, if he created me, then surely he knows what's going to be best for my life today. I hope you, you start your day like that. How do you start your week? How do you start your week? Does, does your, your week start with kind of sleeping in, you know, today being Sunday, the start of the week? Do you kind of start your week with just sleeping in? And especially when it's MotoGP season, you know, Moto3 starts at about 11. So I can wake up at like half past 10. And then as I wake up at half past 10, I've got just enough time to make some form of breakfast so that I'm sitting in front of the TV when the lights change. And then if the, if the, maybe, maybe you have a slightly more productive first day of the week and you kind of dedicate it to family and just spending time with family. 
Or maybe if the, if the weather is like just right and the mood is just right and the level of guilt is like just right, then you'll go to church. I hope, I hope, and with those, I get, I'm speaking to the converted now, at least for this Sunday. I hope that your week starts with just connecting with God and connecting with His family, prioritizing that, saying, hey, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want this life to be shaped by godly lives around me. And I'm going to go and connect. I hope that that's how you start your week. How do you start your month? How do you start your month? Do you kind of hit all the bills, go through the bills, pay all the bills. Once the bills are are paid, then you kind of put that little something aside for that little something that you're saving for that your spouse really doesn't want you to have. Like a bike. Or maybe you've got like this, this, this jar in your kitchen or your bedroom that is like your change jar and you drop stuff in there whenever you get the opportunity so that when the Sunday that you do go to church rolls around, you don't feel guilty. You actually have something to put in the helmet. I pray, I pray that you start your month honoring God with every area of your life. Honoring God with, with, with what he's given you and just prioritizing him in that moment and just saying, Lord, I'd have nothing if it wasn't for you. And I'm giving back to you now. I pray that that's how you start your month. How, how do you start your year? How do you start your year? Maybe, maybe you start your year with uh, just like this, this flurry of, I've got to try and get all these things done before work starts. Maybe, maybe there's just this mad rush before you know, the, the first day of work kicks in. Everything that had to be done last year in the house, like gets done now. Like you put your Bob the Builder belt on, you're walking around the house, you're flipping no nails, everything, stick it and just pray that it holds for at least the next two months. And that's, that's kind of how we start our year. I pray, I pray that you start your year with just slowing down, taking some time out and just going, Lord, I want to connect with your heart for my life for this year. And just as we connect with him at the start of the day, I believe that our year could look so much different if we just went to the one who holds tomorrow to find out what his desire is for our tomorrow. Thank you, Kai. So, this morning I'd... I'd like to be as bold as to just express a prayer to you. 
a, a prayer that I have for you as individuals, a, a prayer that I have for you as a congregation, a prayer that I have for myself and for my family, for you and for your family. And this prayer isn't unique to me. It's, it's really a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed over the church in Philippi. And as he prayed it over that church this morning, I'd love to just pray it over us as a congregation. That what Paul speaks about and mentions within the scripture, that, that we would find it real and alive and vibrant in our lives. So this is my prayer for us. I pray that your love will overflow more and more. And that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters. So that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. The righteous character produced in your life. By Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. And folks, this is really my prayer for us for, for this year and beyond. My prayer is, my prayer is that your love will overflow more and more. Why is this important? You see, Jesus said that they will know that you are mine by the way that you love one another. By this one thing, they will know that you are mine. Jesus also said a new command I give to you, that you love one another. How? As I have loved you, so you must love one another. So I pray that in our lives this year, our love will overflow more and more, especially when we're pressed, especially when pressure is applied. Because if there's something that I can guarantee you that won't change from last year to this, it's the fact that there will be pressure. We will be pressed. You may be one of those folks who, who, who it's not hard to press your buttons. I'm putting up my hand. Okay, there we go. Thank you. We have some honest folks in here. That's a free coffee right there. The, all right. <laughs> I want to say this. If you're, like, if you're like me in that area, maybe it's time to lose your remote. Maybe it's time to go buttonless. I chose my words very carefully there. But maybe it's time to just... To just not allow anyone to hold the remote control to your life and, and, and understand that we are all going to be pressed. We are all going to face pressure in this life. But what comes out when pressure is applied? Because the word tells me that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So that tells me that whatever my life, whatever my heart is full of, that's what's going to come out when I'm pressed in those crucial pressure moments. So my heart for us is that we'll be so filled with this love that Jesus speaks of that when we are pressed, that 
His love will overflow more and more in our lives. I pray that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. See, folks, growth is critical to life. When I stop growing, I start dying. If you're in a space where you have this mindset of and and I'm sure I've just bludgeoned that to death. But where you feel like, you know what, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Forgive me, but this morning we need to hear that these are all excuses for being unteachable. There's very little that God can do with a hard heart. And this year, you may need to just allow God to soften these hard spaces in your life. And just say, Lord, I don't want to be unteachable. I don't want to find myself in a space where, where I can't respond to your Holy Spirit. Because I've closed myself off to growth. I've closed myself off to learning to growing in knowledge. What knowledge? Man, when we grow in our knowledge of God and His Word, it transforms our lives. And with that comes an understanding of what God desires from this life. So let us grow in our knowledge and in our understanding that we can understand what really matters. I feel like so often we sweat the small stuff. We, sweat, we spend so much time worrying about these little cares in life that, that, that if we're honest, I get more hung up on my opinion than anything else. Like, is my opinion all that important? It is to me. Does it matter to anyone else? I hate to burst your bubble, man. But no, it really doesn't matter. You see, we need to stop and ask ourselves in, in critical moments, we need to stop and ask ourselves, what is more important right now? My opinion or my love and care for this person? Like in this situation where something's happening where, where I feel like I really want to give my 10 cents. You know what? Keep the change, bud. Seriously, in that moment... Find God's heart for the person. Because what really matters in those moments is God's love poured out on that person, poured out in that situation. See, what really matters is the big building blocks of life, those big values of our lives. And when we are firmly set on what those are in our lives, love God, love people, teach them to love God and love people. Man, when we approach life from that space, then the little things, they become really little and insignificant. We need to understand what really matters in every situation. Get God's heart, find clarity in those moments. Then, he's, then the prayer says this, to, to live pure and blameless lives 
until the day of Christ's return, to live pure and blameless lives. You're sitting there going, oh, I'm so in trouble. (laughs) There's just no way, man. Like, I messed up coming to church already, dude. And I'll probably mess up once I've left. And I'm trying super hard to not mess up right now. When it comes to living pure and blameless lives, we may feel like this is an impossibility. And I would want to tend to agree with you. But then we look at the life of David. Here's a man who, who killed one of his close friends so that he could get his wife because he impregnated her and he's trying to cover up his sin. Like adultery, murder, and fraud all in one go. Done. But yet when God talks about David, he talks about a man after his own heart. Why? Because David was quick to repent. David was quick to repent. You might not get it right all the time, but here's the question. When you realize that you got it wrong, are you quick to repent? Are you quick to lay that thing out before God and say, Lord, forgive me. I messed this up. And repentance isn't just, hey, I'm sorry. Repentance is, I used to do it this way. I'm turning from that. And now I'm going to try and pursue God's heart for this person, this situation, and I'm going to start living this way. That's repentance. Are we quick to repent? Maybe, maybe in, in 2020, may we live lives that are quick to repent. He says, always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. I love that line. The fruit of your salvation. You see, following Jesus brings life change. Following Jesus brings life change. I can't claim to follow Jesus, but there's no evidence of him in my life. I can't claim that that I'm a lover of Christ and I'm a follower of Christ, but there's no Christ found in me. And here, here he's saying, always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. What he's saying is, May the evidence of Jesus be evident in our lives. That's what he's saying to us through that line. And you see, when, when this is happening in our lives, then the righteous character produced in your life by Christ Jesus is evident. His character gets reproduced in our lives. Folks, you don't have to raise your hands, but just think to yourself, how many of us here today so desperately need the character of Jesus in our lives? My hand's up. My hand's up. I I need more and more of the character of Christ, alive and well and visible in this life. Sorry, go back one, Kai. Thank you. And then he says this. He says, this will bring much glory and praise to God. Folks, if you miss nothing, if you hear nothing else and and, and you just grab this one, 
we need to understand that the point of our lives is to point to Jesus. The point of your life is to point to Jesus. And as we see these things become alive in our lives, then our lives start to glorify, praise, and and bring honor to God. You might be sitting there this morning thinking to yourself, Ramon, I thought this was going to be an easy year, man. Oh, this sounds like how do I even start? How, How do I do this? I believe with all my heart that it is as simple as making a decision. Here's the thing. So often we make a New Year's resolution, for example. And that resolution is great for like two days, three days, whatever. But you see, we never allowed our decision to move to action. When we make a decision and then follow through on that decision, that is when the decision is actually real. Isn't that the truth? Why? Because there's action that's followed the decision. So we need to make decisions that lead to actions, and decisions that lead to actions lead to life change. What's this decision that we need to make? When we talk about a resolution, when we talk about resolving to do something, the definition of of this word resolve is a valuing by which the price is fixed. I love that. A valuing by which the price is fixed. It carries on to say this. It says, it says, for the price paid or received for a person or thing bought or sold. Now, I, I don't endorse slavery in any shape or form, but just stop and think about these words just for a moment. What value, what honor did God place on your life? What value or honor did God place on your life? What was the price that he was willing to pay? His son. That's how much he values you. That's how much he honored you. What price was Jesus willing to pay for your life? His own life. How much value did he place on your life? His life. You see, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20 says that God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God. God bought you with a high price. So honor God. When we talk about making a decision, what is this decision that we need to make? For me, it's as simple as just that. Honor God. Value God above yourself. Value God's opinion higher than your own opinion. Value God's desire over your desire. What does this look like? I believe that in this moment, all that we are saying is, 
that we need to ask ourselves one question when we are making a decision moving forward in this year. One decision, one, one, one question that we have to ask ourselves whenever making a decision. Does this honor me? Or does this honor God? I've got to make a decision. Does this honor me or does this honor God? You see, folks, we want to, we want to have really good marriages. We want to have really good kids and home lives and families. We want to have, we want to have great job situations. We want to have great relationships in our lives. The crazy thing is that we don't honor God in these areas. And then when everything falls apart, we blame him. And we end up blaming him for the results of us not honoring him in those moments. You want a great family life? You want a great marriage? You want a, a, a great relationship with your kids? You want a great work environment? You want great relationships with friends and the folks around you? Honor God. When making decisions in these areas... Just ask yourself one question. The decision I'm about to make, does it honor me? Does it place more value on my desires, my opinion, than the opinion or the desire of God? Does this honor me or does this honor God? You see, when I honor God, I experience a fuller life. Not just an existence, but true life. It was Jesus who said in John chapter 8 and verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Folks, you're struggling, in, you're struggling to find traction in life. You're struggling to find direction. Like even just the, the prospect of looking into a new year and you're just like, man, I just, I didn't know where I was going in 2019. And all that happened with the day change is that I don't know where I'm going in 2020. If you're in that space, maybe it's time to stop following your own desires Maybe it's time to start following Jesus, to start honoring God in all of these areas. Why? Because here he makes it clear that he is the light of life. You need some light shed on some, some, some decisions that need to be made. Man, just take it to Jesus. Find his heart for that moment. You, you need, you need to, 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 to find some, 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 some traction on, on things that you've been struggling with and you just feel like you're in this rut and you just can't get up. Man, take it to Jesus. Honor God with the decisions that you need to make there. Why? Because he says that he is the light that leads to life. I love the way the psalmist said it in, in Psalm 143 verse 10. He said, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Folks, that's what it comes down to. 
Just, Lord, will you, will you teach me to do your will in these moments? And this morning, you may be brand new to all of this. And it's kind of hitting home. I love that. I absolutely love that. Honor God. Honor God. And I'd love to visit with you afterwards on that. You may be sitting here though and you think it's just of, you know, I've been, I've been walking with Jesus now for 10, 20, 30 years. This is kind of fundamental. You know, this is kind of basic. You know what I've found in most of our lives? Is that it's the fundamentals and the basics that are missing. That so often we, we run after these, these big ideas and we run after these big revelations and we run after all these, these pie-in-the-sky things. And we kind of float in and float out, but there's no real substance to us. There's no real substance to what I believe in. And there's no real substance to my walk with God. Why? Because it's, a, it's this very simple basic of just following Jesus. That's somewhere along the line I've missed. There's just this, this, this fundamental basic of just saying, Lord, here's my life. Not just some prayer that I prayed once upon a time, but here's my life. Every part of it. I'll invite you in right now. Every single part of my life is yours. I'm going to honor you. You want to experience life change in 2020? Honor God in every area of your life. You want to experience real breakthrough in those areas that you've been wanting breakthrough for so long. Honor God in those areas. And see what he can do with a life fully surrendered to him. It's an old saying. It was a, a worship leader by the name of Jeremy Riddle. He said, I've seen many pursue personal success and fail. But I've never seen anyone fully pursue the heart of God and not leave a mark on history. You see, folks, there's no such thing as an ordinary life. When you are a follower of Christ, when you've said yes to his way of doing life, your life ends up leaving a mark on history. Might not be found in the, in the, in the, in the history books in schools. But I can tell you this much, in your community, you will make an impact. You will make a difference. It's not just my life that gets changed when I fully surrender to God. It's the lives around me. Worship team's welcome to come back. So this year, instead of just allowing the current of the year to sweep you away, why not take some time just in this first month of the year, and just connect with the heart of God. Just say, Lord, I need that life, that, that light that leads to life. I need your light when it comes to direction in my life. I need your light when it comes to my marriage. I need your light when it comes to, to my kids. I need your light when it comes to my job, my relationships. Lord, I, I need your light that leads to life. Because right now, this existence is sapped of life. And I know that you 
can bring the change that's needed. So find out what He wants for you and find out what He wants from you in this year to come. And then honor Him in your decisions above all else. This morning, as we bring this to a close, to just get practical again for a moment. No matter what you're approaching this year, just ask yourself one question whenever you're having to make a decision. Just ask yourself this. Does this honor God? Does this honor God? And then make decisions accordingly. Why? Because the point of your life is to point to Jesus. Can I repeat that? The point of your life is to point to Jesus. And when I make decisions that honor God, my life starts to point to Jesus. As we end this morning, I'd love to just pray that prayer over you that we started with right at the top. And this morning, I'm going to ask that we just stand as a congregation, that we agree heading into the new year. And if you witness with this prayer this morning, just make it your own right there in your seat as we pray through it. Father God, this morning, Lord, I just thank you for your people, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this family. I thank you for this gathering of believers, Lord. And Father God, for, for those of us who are here who, who this morning may not even be sure if we believe or not. We, we may kind of be on the fringe of all of this. We're not even sure if you are really real, Lord. Father God, I thank you that you love us all the same, Lord. And Father God, I thank you that right now, you can make yourself so real to us in this moment, Lord. Lord, that the reality of who you are will be evident as we start to look out for you, Lord. Father God, I, I thank you that this morning as a congregation, we can just stand and that we can just pray this over your people, Lord. And just pray that our love will overflow more and more. And if I can say this, Lord, that your love in us will overflow more and more for each other, Lord. Lord, and that we will keep on growing in knowledge and in understanding. Lord, that we will understand what really matters in this life, Lord. So that we may live pure and blameless lives until the day that Jesus returns. May we always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. That the righteous character produced in our lives by Christ Jesus will be seen. Lord, and that these lives will bring much glory and much praise to you, Father God.
Lord, I thank you that as we head out here today, Lord, that our decision-making process will honour you and that as a result, Lord, that our actions will honour you. Father God, that there will be evidence of Jesus in these lives, Father. Lord, that we can be an accurate representation of you and your son, Jesus. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Before we, we end off, I just have such a strong sense that that God is wanting to speak specifically into someone's life and I've got no clue who and that's why I'm doing it corporately this morning. Now, it might be for more than one person. But during my time of preparation, I just felt such a strong sense that there's, there's someone here who's, who's feeling forsaken. And I don't know why that word specifically came up. But that you're feeling forsaken, you're feeling forgotten. You're feeling like you've gone through stuff in this past year and you just feel like God somewhere along the line forgot about you and has neglected you. And this morning, I just have such a strong sense that God is wanting to communicate into your life and into your heart that you are not forsaken. You are not forgotten, but that you are recklessly loved, that you are remembered, that you're cared for, and that it's his desire to bring restoration into your life. And that the restoration that he wants to bring is a deep inward restoration that he's going to start inside of you. That the restoration is going, isn't going to start in your circumstance or the, or the stuff that you've been dealing with. But that the restoration that's going to start is going to start in the inward parts of your life. And that he's going to bring restoration from the inside out. I don't know who it's for. But I firmly believe that that is for someone here this morning. And Lord, we just commit this word to you, Lord. We commit this word into the lives of folks that you've aimed it at, Father God. That you've, that you've spoken it into their lives, Lord. Father God, I just thank you that we can place our lives into your safe care. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.